Hey everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Hey you guys, what's going on? It is Ron and Don, episode number 109, Ron Upshaw, live from the shores of Lake Union, Don O'Neill, live from the shores of Queen Anne Mountain. And all this is brought to you by our great friends at Les Schwab. We really appreciate them so much. And Ron and Don, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. So if you're in a situation right now where you need some help, you need to have a conversation, let's do a Ron and Don sit down. We'll do it virtually and uh, we'll jump on a call together and we'll kind of talk through the process of buying, selling, moving. Maybe you just had a big life event. Somebody passed away. Somebody's getting married. You just had a baby. Uh, A lot of times when we can talk to our clients, it's because a big life event just happened and maybe it is time to sell or Maybe it's not. Maybe it's time to hang on to that great piece of real estate and just kind of ride it out. So, and we tell people that all the time. We're like, great piece of real estate, hang on to it. And uh, if you're ready a couple of years from now, then let's sell it. So anyway, episode number 109 coming up. A lot to talk about the politics of to wear a mask, to not wear a mask. Also, what is a walktail party? We'll get to that. But right now, let's talk about contact tracing because Ron, it is about to get really personal for a lot of people when it comes to contact tracing, as many people are now saying, we might get a second wave of the COVID-19 spread and uh, expect that as soon as this fall, right? All right, so let's uh, rewind a little bit because there is some new stuff that happens if you have an Apple or an Android phone, which is just about everyone. The concept of contact tracing is pretty simple. You uh, have a computer device. Almost all of us have our phone on us when we're out in public 100% of the time. So the idea is pretty simple. If, uh, If you could figure out who you are within six feet of, at all times in this little computer in your pocket is tracking that when one of those people gets diagnosed with COVID-19, it alerts everybody within the contagious window who they were within six feet of. So that's a very simple explanation of what this is. So Apple and Google both this week uh, are releasing an update to their, uh, their operating system that will have this feature. You can enable this feature or this feature can be accessed. So again, if I'm within six feet of you, both of us are on an Apple device. Uh, it is knowing and logging the fact that I was within six feet of you and every other person that had a cell phone in their pocket, and then it could notify them if I got diagnosed positive COVID-19. So here's the thing, though. Apple and Google do not want to be in the position of sending out the notifications. So Apple and Google are like, we don't want our name to be tied to uh, when you wake up in the morning, you get a a message on your phone, Don, that says, hey, you were within six feet of a COVID-19 person. So what they're wanting to do, they're building the technology, but so far three states have said, we're going to piggyback on top of that to be the ones that notify. Alabama, North Dakota, South Carolina are the first three states. 22 other states have expressed interest in this, but you would have to opt in. And the, the, the way that works is at least 60% of the people would have to opt in to make this really effective. Um, I guess I'll throw that out to you. Don, now that this technology is built, how do you think this should roll out in Washington state? Well, here's my question. I'm a little confused by this, and, and you understand this more than I do. I remember a number of years ago when the FBI 
uh, and police agencies were trying to get in phones and they were trying to track and trace people. Uh, and one of the reasons they wanted to do that is because they wanted to capture child predators or they wanted to capture rapists or they said that they wanted to go after bank robbers or they said that they wanted to go after serial killers. And Apple said, uh-uh, no, sorry, big pushback. We know you have a locked phone and we're not going to help you get into that locked phone, FBI, so go away. Uh, is this similar? Is it the same? Because I'm kind of amazed. If you didn't want to help the FBI with someone that was a serial killer, why would you jump in right now and help governors track and trace people? That seems very different to me. Um, and in some ways, it seems very much the same. Well, both of them, you need to opt in. I actually listened to a podcast about uh, a murder that happened, and they were the investigators were able to get their Google GPS information. They didn't get it through law enforcement, though. Uh, they got it through the girlfriend. The ex-girlfriend had the password to the app, and she gave the file to investigators, and they were able to pinpoint that the man uh, was in the location where the murder happened. So the, the, what Apple pushed back against is we don't want – just if you get a court order that someone is suspicious. So they say we think that, that uh, you know, John Citizen uh, might be uh, a kidnapper. Give us his GPS information. That's what Apple pushed back against. And I think they have pretty strong footing for that if you, uh, constitutionally. This technology for contact tracing is user opt-in. So you would, we would get a message on our phone that says Washington State is wanting to use the Apple and Google contact tracing information. Do you opt-in? And we would have to say yes or no. And so now you would get probably a Washington logoed health department interface that's on top of the, the technology that's built. And so in that case, if we would acknowledge, in other words, if you were a suspect in a case and the cops came to you and said, we want the GPS on your phone for the last week because there's a kidnapping and you're a suspect. If you said, fine, take my GPS, I didn't do it. That's the difference. Should the government be able to force you just as a suspect? That's the only uh, you know, evidence that they have. We think that you were in the area. Um, would you want to give them that, that GPS? That's the difference. Yeah. This is what people are going to be thinking about. And, and I was always amazed when I would teach exercise classes and I would sit up at the front of the room and I taught for 20 years. And I would always come to class 15 minutes early. And one of the unique things that happens when you come to class 15 minutes early is people really don't see you. And I'd be up and setting up my bike, talk to these spin class, setting up my bike and getting a towel and going around chatting with people that maybe were new and helping them figure out the bike. But when you're, when you're sitting up front, all the conversation that, that is happening in the room, it funnels your way. I was always amazed at the amount of middle-aged women that were cheating on their husbands, that were having affairs, and they would have this, these conversations in exercise class uh, with other women. And some of these husbands, man, <laughs> every once in a while, the husband would show up like at Christmas time to do a spin class with the wife, and you just you felt bad for him because you kind of knew what was going on. The, the interesting thing here is I don't think a lot of people are worried about, oh, my God they're going to find out I murdered somebody because that just doesn't happen as often. I think where people are going to be concerned, you're sitting here and going, okay, 
I have this mistress or I have this lover or I hang out in this place I shouldn't hang out in because I have a porn addiction or I'm going to the bar and I told my wife I wouldn't go to the bar anymore and here I am and I'm hanging out at this bar or I have this drug dealer or whatever it is. Uh, I think people are going to be sitting there and going, if I opt in because I'm concerned about my health and I'm concerned about the health of my family and the people around me and my coworkers. And at the same time, I'm also worried about if I opt in, is my wife going to find out about my mistress? I got to believe that some people are going to be going through those mental gymnastics when it comes to opting in or not opting. I don't think the way I understand it, it's not going to say on your phone, Don, when you are at your mistress's house, she has COVID. That's not the alert. The alert is not going to give you the name of the person, uh, the location, and the COVID because that, that would be paralyzing the society. It's just going to tell you that you were within six feet of a COVID patient and to lock down for 14 days. So I, I don't think it's going to say you were within six feet you know what? you were at this bar. You know what? That creates a conversation, though, because if all of a sudden you can say I was at the store, I was at the, you, I was at the grocery store. If you, I, 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 I think it. I, I think for a lot of people, it opens up a can of worms because because during COVID, you know exactly where your partner is. You do, or at least you, <laughs> you do, right? Man, you you're, live in a, my, a more suspicious my, world than I do. You're you're my you're my business partner. I I. I feel like I know where you are most of the time. And I have some other partners doing some other things. We, we, we check in with each other. I feel like I know where they are most of the time. And if all of a sudden you have COVID and you're, you're exposed to our kids and I don't have COVID and I haven't gotten the same alert, I want to know exactly where you've been, who you've been with, and what you've been up to. So I really believe that that is going to be a consideration is people are thinking about getting tracked and traced. And if you voted for Donald Trump, there's no way that you're going to opt into something like this. And it'll be very interesting to see the way he steers this to his base and through his Twitter account, because that's the way he won before when he was an underdog. And you know what? People stepped in. And they said, hey, this guy can't win. And then his base rallied, and he's been the president now for almost four years. So uh, we come back. Speaking of the president, Joe Biden hadn't been out in public for two months. In over two months, we hadn't seen Joe Biden. A lot of people feel like he was stepping aside, and he was just going to allow President Trump to kind of own this COVID thing. And as we approach 100,000 deaths in the United States, he was just going to let President Trump kind of sink himself. And then information came out about Joe Biden and his connection to a woman in the past and what happened there with Tara Reid. So Memorial Day weekend, he shows up, he has the mask on, his wife has the mask on. President Trump doesn't have a mask on. The politics of the mask, to wear a mask, to not wear a mask, what are they going to do when they debate? Are they going to be standing six feet apart? Will Joe Biden have a mask on and President Trump won't? That'll be interesting. Let's talk about that next. It's the Ron and Don Show. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, back. welcome back to episode 109. I had to take a moment because uh, my son is having his first bowl of peanut butter Captain Crunch. Ever? Ever. Oh, man. The peanut Bye-bye butter ever. Captain Crunch. Right? He's going to have his first taste ever. That is the best. I was in the store the other day, and I typically don't shop with him because I don't like taking him in, into stores right now. So I went in the store, and I was looking around, and they have eight different variations of Cheerios right now. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to switch it up. We're going to walk away from the Cheerios aisle and we've already done the Count Dracula. And every once in a while, every six months or so, we get a little crazy. We get a super sugary cereal and we decided to go for the Captain Crunch, which growing up was my favorite cereal of all time. How about you? What do you Boy, say? Captain Crunch is right up there, but now that you said that, the, the honeycomb, I went, went through a honeycomb phase. Yeah. That, that was really solid. And then Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. On the right, if you can get the right size bowl with the right amount of milk on a Fruity Pebble, yeah. Fruity Pebble was pretty solid when you're watching Tom Jerry, Tom and Jerry and then the Roadrunner yeah. uh, back to back with some Fruity Pebbles. That, that was a pretty good Saturday morning right there. You notice they don't show Tom and Jerry uh, much anymore. So, some of those cartoons, I don't know if you could show now. No, yeah, they're a little bit edgy. <laughs> so speaking of a little bit edgy, look at that yeah. transition. Uh, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, yesterday, of course, was Memorial Day. And so both of these presidential candidates wanted to go out and uh, show the blue, as we say, and show the support for uh, people attached to the military and, and to celebrate, not celebrate, but to honor Memorial Day. So uh, Joe Biden conspicuously, I, I should say, wore a black mask and, and dark aviator glasses. His wife also had a black mask on. Donald Trump uh, did not wear a mask. This is really interesting to me that the wearing of the mask now is, is a, a signal. It's a message to your base. Uh, I'm, I'm alarmed by that. What's, what's your reaction? Well, the, the, the reason the president's doing that, because if you looked around on Memorial Day, and I don't know if you saw the pictures of the Ozarks in Missouri, for instance, and there was no social distancing, and people were in this huge pool, and they were partying and messing around, and we saw this on beaches. Uh, Florida had to step in, as you brought up the other day, and they had to close the beach. Uh, you go into parks here in Washington State, you can go into the park, but the park closes early. You're not allowed to park in the parking lot. Uh, and it doesn't ask you to wear a mask when you actually go into the parks. Um, cause I go into the, the outdoor parks here to exercise, but it does say, Hey, you need to, you need to keep moving, socially distance yourself, all that. What, what we're finding right now is when the president was in the Ford factory the other day, he was asked by the governor in Michigan to make sure who's a Democrat who he makes fun of a lot on Twitter uh, she sent out a message saying, hey, it's the law. You make sure you wear a mask when you're in that Ford plant. Otherwise, the Ford factory, uh, they could be disciplined. And so he went in the Ford factory. Everybody had a mask on but him. And then we start hearing from the governor's office that they might find Ford because the president went in and didn't wear a mask and they felt like he broke the law. So it was this whole political thing. And then a picture leaks out of him wearing a mask. And he said the reason in the Ford factory and the reason he didn't want to wear that mask in front of the press is 
he didn't want to give them the satisfaction. Satisfaction of what? This is what I don't get. Is, is the- uh, let me finish. They didn't want to give them the satisfaction of seeing him wear a mask. I think in his mind, wearing a mask is weakness. I think wearing a mask is giving in. He wants to appear to the world like he's this tough guy. I stand up to China, and I actually stand up to the COVID-19. And <laughs> that is, you know what? Laugh if you want, but his base loves that. And he could get another four years for not wearing the mask. How about that? So if I'm hearing you right, and I, I desperately want to understand this because it's fascinating to me. If you are a Trump supporter, you are rooting for him to be less safe. Is that because you think that this is some sort of hoax or that it's overblown or that or probably a blend of all these reasons? So you're, if I'm hearing you right, if I'm a, if I'm a mid, if I'm an Ozark, you know, beach goer this weekend and I see Donald Trump not wearing a mask, I fist pump that and go, that's my guy. He's, he's, he's showing him like he's standing up to this whole, it's a, it's a elite media left-wing, you know, crackdown to get me to wear a mask. They're trying to take away my freedoms. Yeah, and I, and I think in some ways wearing a mask is kind of a left-coast, right-coast, New York, Seattle kind of thing. Uh, when I look at all my cousins in the Midwest, all of them, and, I've look, and I look at all their pictures, and they're lovely, and I stay in touch with them, and we all love each other, uh, and they're all Trump supporters. I haven't seen one picture uh, with them, their kids, anyone wearing a mask. And I imagine when they see me wearing a mask, my son wearing a mask, my family, it's a, it, you know, it's a Seattle thing. People, people it's, it's interesting because COVID hit in Seattle here first. People still look at this as kind of a death zone, but when it comes to the overall death rate here in the Pacific Northwest per capita, we're down in the twenties somewhere, right? We're down in the twenties, Michigan. And I don't know where they are this morning, but they've been top two, Right. Capita, right? In, in, in the Midwest. Now what we're seeing in places where they didn't wear the mask, they didn't socially distance, a lot of rural communities, and we saw this happening in eastern Washington, and you and I saw this a little bit over the weekend when we went up Highway 2, and the rural communities where they didn't practice any of this. We don't need this. We're going to sit down with each other. We're going to be in restaurants. Uh, we're going to head into bars. We don't care. We're going to have a beer, smoke a cigarette, do whatever. This is where the, the, the new front is for COVID-19, and it's beginning to decimate rural communities in the U.S. because these really are areas that don't have ventilators, they don't have masks, they don't have the gear, they don't have the support, they don't have the doctors, they don't have the nurses. It'll be very interesting to see a lot of healthcare workers that are out of work right now if they will head into some of these communities. The other thing is the second wave. They say there's going to be a second wave. They thought the second wave would happen sometime in December as we head toward the election. So let me ask you this. Let me finish. Now the feeling is that the second wave is actually going to happen within the first wave. In fact, they believe that the second wave in areas where COVID-19 has dissipated, that the second wave has already begun. And the spin on this is we don't know because the argument is, is there really a second wave or is there just more testing? And we have been really, a lot more of us have been exposed to this than we thought. Uh, and the science isn't in on that, but we know that politicians don't care about science. They care about how you are going to vote in November. Go ahead. Sorry, do you know. think, and to, I know this segment's going a little long, but do you think that Joe Biden and his campaign 
not that they're rooting for a second wave and that people are going to die, but if if that happens, that they have a strategy to try to capitalize on that as he starts to emerge and be show his face in public. He hasn't emerged, and he didn't show his face in public. He had a mask on, and the and the terror read issue is a real issue for him, and he disappeared for two months. So if you're this fighty, scrappy guy uh, from Scranton that, that you've made yourself out to be. You know, then you come out and you say something, you, you give the press a soundbite about African-Americans and about being black enough. And all of a sudden, Tara Reid and being black enough becomes a story. And then you're 77 years old. You seem a little senile. So you put the aviator glasses on, the mask. You're trying to look like Joe Cool and Joe Tough and Joe everything else. Um, I think he's marginalized right now. I don't think he is a strong candidate. Uh, and I think... If you're, if, if you're sitting in the White House right now, even if there is a second wave, I think you'll take your chances by not wearing that mask and appealing to the base and being a tough guy and saying, hey, this mask thing is a left coast, right coast thing. And what's happening in Michigan uh, is happening in Michigan. <laughs> what he's really worried about is Wisconsin. He's Ron. I'm Don. It's episode number 109. We'll be back in one minute. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on ronanddonradio.com. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the Ron and Don Show, episode number 109. Don't forget, we are licensed brokers with Windermere Licensed Agents. What does that mean? It means if you're in the middle of a big life-changing event and you need someone to talk to, let's talk. We do something called a run and on sit down. We'll jump on a call together and we just kind of talk through stuff. And sometimes people are in a place in their journey where they're just gathering information. Other times they're ready to go. They're ready to buy, sell, they're relocating. Uh, we'd like to be a part of that journey. So if you'd like to talk to us, we'd love to talk to you. Reach out to Ron, ron at windermere.com. And uh, let's set up a Zoom call uh, today. And the sit-downs are actually a lot of fun, guys. They are a lot of fun. So uh, a walktail party. What is a walktail party before we get out of here today? What's going this, on? This I found interesting. So we've seen I, – I was on – I saw my first house party app uh, screen the other day, and it looks a lot like Zoom, except you're in a house party. It's like a different app. Different people are trying to capture this video conferencing space. The latest thing seems to be this. The New York Times did a story on this, the failing New York Times. People are so much craving human contact with their friends that they say, we're going to do a walktail party. Um, we'll, each of us will make our own drink of choice. We're going to arrive somewhere uh, at an appointed time, and we are going to walk and talk and maintain a six-foot distance and we'll have our cocktail with us as we walk uh, and just to be around another person. So they, they aren't wearing masks. They're going somewhere that's not crowded, walking and talking with a cocktail. It is now, uh, because it's got a fun name, making its round in the media, a walktail party. Uh, are you interested in, in this action? I know that you're, you wouldn't drink alcohol, but would you be interested in having a ginger ale and walking six feet away from a friend you haven't connected with in a while? Yeah, and I've done that. I, and, and, and you know what? Those conversations uh, are some of the best conversations uh, that I've had in my lifetime. I, I've, I've had people reach out to me 
that I haven't talked to in years. Um, and in these reconnections, number one, you have the time for it, right? You, you have time to reconnect. Um, so I've really appreciated that. And then also just, just to find out where people are that you knew 10, 20, 30 years ago and to have a reconnection and, and go for a walk, I think is nice. So whether you're doing that with a beer, which uh, you could legally do, or you lived in New Orleans, or you're doing that with a root beer, um, I think some of the reconnecting that we see going on is very nice. I was talking to one of our friends the other day, our friend Charles, uh, when we were up at your, your campsite, up at your camp, and he has a family of four, and he said this time has been really great for his family. He said, I've never felt uh, the connection that I have with my kids and my wife, and, and he's a very connected, very loving, I mean, you look at him, he's the father, the friend, uh, the person that you want to be, right? He's, there, there's so many great things about him. But he said that this time has been, been very, very good because it's caused them to have their lives slow down. They sit down, he has teenage kids, they sit down together at night, they make a meal together, they share a meal. And so we hear so many stories of people saying, ah, you know, I'm ready to go, I'm, I'm ready to get a divorce. And I, this is driving me nuts that I'm stuck here with my partner all day to hear the other side of that, I actually thought uh, was really nice. Before we get out of here, uh, have you heard about the aggressive rat problem, Ron, that is happening in places like Bourbon Street, downtown Chicago, and here, even here in Seattle? Uh, is it basically because they have less to eat because people aren't dropping their half-eaten hot dog after yeah. a drunken the US centers, Yeah, this is from uh, uh, the CDC. It says the U.S. Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention uh, they are warning of unusual or aggressive behavior in American rats as the consequences of more than two months of human lockdown for city-dwelling rodents. Uh, they find themselves unable uh, to dine out. So what they have what they've reverted to is eating other rats. Ooh, that's a wow! We're going to end the show on rats eating rat violence, specifically eating their young. Oh man. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good day. <laughs> you know what? I think that's a good thing. Rats eating rats? What's the matter with that? Uh, yeah, it just wasn't the mental image I wanted to show on. Yeah, they said there was someone walking down Bourbon Street, and they turned around the corner, and they saw like 30 rats feed, feasting on something, and it was just another rat in the middle of the street. So uh, what do you think of that, Bubba? Yeah. My son's eating his Captain Crunch. He just stopped suddenly. I wonder why. Uh, any final thoughts, Ron? Episode uh, 109. Don't forget, we are licensed brokers with Windermere. And if you want to schedule a Ron and Don sit down, we'd love to do that with you. Uh, all you have to do is go to ronanddon.com or reach out to Ron directly, ron at windermere.com. My final thoughts uh, masks, good. Contact tracing, good. Ron and Don sit downs, good. Walk tail parties, eh, I'm mixed on that. Keep your head up, your shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 110. Only on a dog radio Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Dawn Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>